0: We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the homebrew review. <music> Homebrew Review. We will be going through the Tales of the Yawning Portal. We will be going through four different adventures there, starting in Hidden Shrine of Chan, moving on to White Plume Mountain. At 12th level, we will hit Against the Giants, and we will finish off with everybody's favorite, Tomb of Horrors. Now, I have five players with me this week, as Tomb of Horrors isn't something you'd take on with just four. I think this will be a fun switch up, and I hope you all uh, enjoy the listen. We will go ahead and start with introductions.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Virgil. This next couple of weeks, I'm going to be playing Lucian, who is a ranger subclass called the Moon Warden. Uh, he is a half elf. As far as the Moon Warden goes, think pal- Ranged Paladins. It's a ranger that uses divine magic with its setup. As far as what I'm looking forward to, the t- first two abilities here at level four are very powerful. Uh, The first one is Shooting Star. It basically gives you a free Hunter's Mark. You get an extra d6 on a hit of Radiant damage. As well as a bonus action, you can light up your opponent and they have disadvantage on dex saves against stealth as well as being invisible to you, so you always kind of know where they are as a bonus action. The other one is Crescent Volley, which gives you a (coughs) half of a feat, uh, the Sharpshooter feat, it is Crescent Volley. And it ignores half cover and three quarters cover, which is very powerful third level. Later on in this bu- in this subclass, it powers up, but we'll get there in the next couple weeks, so that's Lucien.
2: I'm Hope and I will be playing Reshna and Elvin Soulknife. Um, her backstory is she grew up and once she found her uh, mind blade powers, she was forced into training and then she became a soldier. Through that she decided that she wanted to devote her life to protecting those who were dear to her. What drew me to the class was the mind blade. I loved how instead of like an actual sword, you can just have one that you make with your own mind. Some of the features that are really exciting about that is that you get psionic points. Uh, You start off with one point per level and you use it once per round and they recover after a short rest. With those psionic points, you develop blade techniques, which is where you spend your psionic points. And you can get there's a huge list of different attributes that you can use. And I'm really excited to see how those work in game. Um, some of my expectations for the class are that there's going to be a lot of damage that is dealt, especially when it builds up over time.
3: Okay, well, I'm David. Um, I'll be playing the Pugilist today. My character's name is Amar Bashad. His father growing up was the captain of the guard, very serious man, but Amar, like very many teenagers, got into trouble, got into the criminal world, got into drugs, became somewhat of an embarrassment and was kind of cast out, and so he's been living on the streets, and as a pugilist, he learned how to punch stuff, grapple stuff, you know, he's a hand-to-hand fighter, he's very resourceful, he's very determined and that's kind of what i like about this class. He, he he's just he doesn't work with swords, he doesn't work with mind powers, he doesn't have special. He just punches stuff to death in a fantasy world and that's really <laughs> cool. And it seems like that should be super underpowered, but there're a decent amount of abilities in this class that make it actually able to compete. So I'm really looking forward to actually using those he has something called moxie which works a lot like the monk's key you just have a uh, certain amount of ability points that regenerate at a long or short rest and you use them to do these situational abilities that give you a little boost so somehow i still expect this to be a little bit underpowered but we'll just see how it goes so I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be extremely disappointed
0: if I don't hear at least one bally and bullocks out of you this game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was going more for the people's elbow. Like the WWE style. Okay. I'm Mike. Uh, long-time listener. First-time player. <laughs>
4: I will be playing a homebrew race called the Lupine, which was done by Luke Mortarora, number one. Uh, it's basically an anthropomorphic wolf who, uh, during childbirth, was infected and... Uh, I'll be using Path of the Caged variant by Kuro3 for the Barbarian class. Basically, he has been raised in a gladiatorum and has been fighting for his life ever since. Uh, what I like about this uh, these variants is that, very much like what Dave's doing, I'm going to be utilizing unarmed attacks the majority of the time. I gain damage and AC bonuses while unarmed, and I do have a pretty healthy pool of hit points. So I plan to be in the front and hitting as much as I can. Michael Holmes returning once again. I will be playing Alan
5: Jeffrey, utilizing the Nephalion variant of human races from the Innistrad setting, uh, as credited to Nihilates. The class I will be utilizing is uh, one that I found on the dndwiki.com website, and heavily modified for balance reasons. It is the Hellblazer. If any of you are fans of John Constantine, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. This is a class that uh, a lot of effort was put into the original multiple archetypes. I pulled the con- the ultimate con artist archetype and put a lot of work into balancing it out, making it a little bit less ridiculous, if you will. And even as it stands, I'm going to be really trying to not fight as much as I can. And not even so much for balance, but just for lore reasons. Uh, The character is very much a fan of Constantine's and has tried to emulate his patterns and abilities as much as possible, so I'm going to be trying to do that myself here.
0: Before we get started, I would just like to make mention of a couple of things. Uh, We have been watching for your guys' reviews and comments, and I have received a lot of great feedback and a lot of requests from the fans, and I want to let you know that we are listening and doing our best to help shape the podcast in the direction that you guys want it to go. A lot of that has to do with some of the complexities of uh, reviewing full classes as opposed to subclasses. Uh, We are going to try our best to review more subclasses, uh, more races, and less full classes, as those are extremely complicated and can throw the balance of the game off by a lot more than a subclass typically would. Uh, we would also like to mention that we are going to try and uh, include a little bit more realness, for lack of a better term, into our games. There's going to be more random encounters, more attrition, more traps, more more things that you would have to deal with if you were running this as an Adventure League-style adventure. Uh, there was one very, very good, very lengthy uh, review on iTunes that brought up, that this feels a lot like a game that you're just sitting around the table playing. And that is 100% how this started. We all just basically got together, I recorded our episodes, uh, or our original games because I am extremely forgetful of details and this was my way of keeping stock of what all happened during our games because we were running multiple campaigns. So we just kind of picked it up and said, hey, since we're recording it anyway, let's turn it into a podcast. And that's how all of this basically started. So, once again, keep those reviews coming. They don't have to be five-star. We read them all. We want to make this the kind of podcast that you want to listen to. So, thank you guys very much for listening to this little blurb. We will get on with the show. All right. Uh, You guys just got done going through the lower uh, chambers of the hidden shrine of Chan. So, you would have had several hours in this lower area to kind of acclimate yourself to what's going on and you have determined a way out and managed to survive. You are just now going up the stairs from the lower levels. You would have completed a long rest at this point we're going to say so you guys are all up to wherever you need to be. So go ahead and give me a marching order on how you guys want to do this. The hallway is 10 feet wide going up these stairs And I'm going to go ahead and just read this one sentence as you guys figure out who's going to be up front. So, a staircase leads upward into the gloom. It seems as though you have found the entrance to another layer within the complex.
3: Okay, so I vote we have the uh, four up front melee people um, up front so they can melee. Oh, Oh, you were joking? I have a very bad sarcasm detector. I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, I am. I can fight up front if I absolutely have to, but I'd rather avoid it. at all. Okay, well, we, we'll have his, to... His whole thing is that spells
4: hurt him to cast, so he doesn't want to.
2: Well, you all this gas. time
4: he's talking about I would rather not cast okay. a spell. Yep. I thought he was taking a bit of a pacifistic approach. Yeah. Turns out he's just a ninny.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Look, if I could put more in, I...
5: <laughs> it's greatly preferable to... Damaging more money, Micah.
0: Alright, so marching order. Uh, The hallway is ten feet wide, so we're going to ignore this far
4: column, and we're going to go with these two. Who is in what order? Fenris has absolutely no
1: problem being in front. Okay. I'll go second.
3: Third.
1: I want to be in the back-ish. I'll be near the back somewhere. I don't care. I'll be off to the side, if anything.
0: Okay, well, we'll just go this happy little line if you guys are okay with it. Okay, so that is the marching order. Um, The stairs go up about... 50 feet is how high the stairs climb. If it isn't obvious yet, you guys are right there going up the stairs. So what would you guys uh, like to do? Are you going to sneak up? Or are you going to just brazenly march up? It would be uh, Fenris that would be the
4: one kind of deciding. I do not have a high level of stealth, but I will do my best to keep quiet as we come up and round the corner. Okay. That's only going to be a 9.
0: And you guys could do a group stealth check if you would like. 22 to stealth? That's a 21. 19.
2: 24.
1: (laughs) You guys are stealthy. Don't worry about it. They're covering for you. Um, I'll be extra quiet for you. We've placed (laughs) mittens on his feet.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. All right. As you get to the top of the stairs, 10 feet from the top, go ahead and give me a save. Uh, Let me look up which one it is there, Mike. Three. Three. Uh, Mike, uh, Fenris, unfortunately, you set off something. This pressure plate in the stairs sinks down, and a wall opens up in front of you, and a giant dragon stone golem rolls forward through this little opening at the top of the stairs, and a gust of steam, 30 feet long and 10 feet wide, shoots out at you guys. So... I need the first three in line to give me uh, dexterity saving throw... Uh, constitution saving throws, excuse That's me. what I'm talking about. I got an 18. All right. Anybody lower than 15?
2: I got a four.
4: That's what I'm talking about. All 13.
0: All right. Uh, for Hope and Mike, you guys take seven points of fire damage. Mike reduce that by half. For whoever didn't, you guys take... Uh, Dave, you still take four points, half on a save. Do you guys immediately get out of the way of the steam and run backwards, or what do you do? Yes. Alright, you guys are uh, kind of jumping backwards to get out of the way. Whoever is doing that, make a acrobatics check for me. Oh, I'm good at that. It's a 17. Four. Four. Okay, uh, you have fallen prone, Fenris. Yeah. Alright. Can I catch him so he doesn't roll down the stairs and he would just us? fall on his on the stairs. He won't roll all the okay. way down. After you guys get back a little ways and it has blown that steam, it stops, but the golem is
3: still there. Well there's not much point to stealth at this point. So let's just walk back up and try not to set anything off. Agreed. Cautiously. All all right. Right approach.
5: Although well, there is a <laughs> joyous statue in a way now. Uh, it basically
0: just that wall opened up, and it just rolled forward enough to be past where the wall is, so it hasn't actually gotten in your way. Okay. So it's just basically blasting steam
3: down the first 30 feet in front of it. I'd still kind of duck when I get up the stairs so it wouldn't, like, blast me directly in the face if I, uh, if it does happen to go You're up. taking the lead this time for the first one? Sure, let's okay. do that Since
0: uh, he f- fell <laughs> Yeah, not a problem uh, Once again, when you hit uh, about 10 feet So the stair right above the top one It sets off with steam again So you and whoever is right behind him I need uh, constitution saves again That's a 15 You're fine So 4, four points Dave 7 points Mike uh, 4 points because you have fire resistance And I'm assuming you guys back up immediately again? Yes. Give me acrobatics checks, both of you.
3: That's 19.
4: Uh, 16.
3: Okay, both of you are fine. You find your footing. Let's, uh, huddle up, guys. I know these stairs are narrow, but, uh, obviously this isn't working. So what would we, uh, what would we like to try?
2: Well, was it just the top stair that was a pressure plate at that point?
0: At that
3: point, after it was triggered,
0: you have no idea what triggered it this time. You just got up to that same stair that Mike was on and it just went off when you got there.
1: Can I make a perception check for traps?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Um, investigation check.
1: Oh. Are you sure?
0: If you want to try perception, you can.
1: woo
3: Eleven. Nothing is visible to the naked eye. You said the rocks and stuff are kind of... like You said the walls are kind of <laughs> poorly kept there. up. Is there like a like a sizable rock that I can just throw up there and see if it sets off the trap?
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: You're mad enough. You punch the wall, and some of it falls oh, off. Oh, sweet! That yeah. was okay. Yeah. So you've got a good fistful of rock. I throw it in that direction after after having stepped back a little ways, so it won't steam me in the face. Clatter, 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 clatter. Nothing. God. Okay.
5: Um, Let me take a can to see if I can't find anything. All right. Investigation check. Uh, fifteen.
0: Fifteen. That is uh not quite enough. You know something is going (laughs) on here. Um, you're getting the spookier side of things. Something is going on.
5: I'm willing to bet there's a magical trigger around here. Some days I miss the pits.
2: Um, (laughs) can I make our canister?
5: Yeah, go ahead
2: that's a 16?
0: You know that it's a glyph of some variety. There is something going on here and you would know enough about them to know that they're not permanent. You're pretty sure after triggering it a certain number of times, it'll probably just quit activating uh, if you guys can't find it, and that was just under what you needed to find it. So you know it's there on that second step, but how to disarm it and get around it, you're not
3: sure. Okay, so... Maybe it's contact with that step. Maybe we need to throw someone. Can I cast Detect Magic? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go
0: ahead. Sorry. Ah, Go ahead. (laughs) On the stairs, let's start throwing people. It was just a
3: suggestion. (laughs) I wasn't actively throwing anybody yet. (laughs)
0: Yeah, go ahead and... uh, uh, Oh, Detect Magic, yes. You, uh... Can tell immediately that there is a glyph of warding there. In between all the hints that you guys have gotten, you would have figured it out. So, uh, but you know that now that it has been triggered, the next two times you guys step through that area, it's going to set off.
4: You I've, just got, I've got the fire resistance and some extra health, so I'll just go
0: ahead and trigger it twice. Trigger it. All right, go ahead and give me two con saves, and I'm assuming you're not going to step back. You're just going to take I'll, two I'll blasts. All the takes
1: going to say, can we just steam them like one of these steps on it to pull them back?
0: You could, but then uh, the whole floor, the stairs now are completely soaked through with steam um, and stuff, so they're really slippery. That's why you had to make the check. Uh, so two con saves.
4: Okay, uh, that's going to be a seven. So, so four points.
0: Yep. And uh 13. Okay. both times you take four points, so eight more fire damage. And then the statue retreats back into where it
5: was. <laughs> I just want to take a pause here. Like, Where were those rolls when we were playing Wednesday
4: night? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was confirming criticals and just all night long I couldn't stop. That is awesome. Uh, I
1: love it when How that happens. How far down are you, Mike? Uh, 31 out of 49. Uh, That is nine points of healing. Nice. Thank you. Healing damage like last time. Yeah. Nine Nine points points of healing damage.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't quit saying that. It was hilarious.
1: (laughs) It hurts so good.
0: Yeah. Um, After you guys get done with that, uh, you see the statue slide back in. And since you were kind of expecting it, you can now see where there's a trigger to open that up. But unfortunately, since it has been triggered, it's no longer operable. So you can see how, if you guys have gotten past, you could have utilized that statue in some variety. <laughs> After you guys get done uh, going up those stairs, you can see that it makes, you know, a 180 degree turn and goes down a very long hallway. You guys see uh, absolutely nothing uh, down that hallway and nothing down the next hallway as you kind of make a 90 degree turn there. That ends in a T junction. So there is a uh, basically a dead-end hallway in front of you. Uh, goes right and left, whichever way you guys would kind of like to go. Would anybody peek their head around the corner, or are you guys just still kind of walking nonchalantly?
1: Uh, I'd peek my head around the corner to see what's down each side.
0: All right. As you look down the uh, southern hallway, you see off in the distance. At the western end of this corridor is a pile of golden coins heaped on the floor. On top of the gold rests a skull missing its lower jaw. In the right eye socket, a black spider has made its home. Several bones are piled with the coins, and the hilt of a broken sword thrusts up from the mass. You have really good eyesight, if that's the end of the hallway. I can do what I can. It's about 40 feet, so yeah, that that's an awful di- big distance. I ha- Other than that, there's a set of double doors to the north. I was going to
1: say, well, I have dark vision in both magical and non-magical up to 60 feet.
0: Oh, yeah, so you would be able to see it then. So, yep, uh, there's a pile of gold
3: and then a set of double doors. In my experience, piles of gold is always a trap. (laughs) Yeah, let's Scooby-Doo towards the obvious trap. Okay. Use
2: caution. All the bones piled with the gold is a little bit unsettling.
3: (laughs) So then are you guys going to make a perception
0: check or anything like that? I'm still maintaining
5: my detect magic for the time being. Okay, good idea.
0: You detect that there is definitely magic coming from that pile of coins. So that whole pile of coins is shimmering with a purple kind of glow uh, to identify illusion magic at work.
5: So I'm not going to lie, guys, if you want to go for it, be my guest, but uh, personally, I
3: don't want anything to do with it. Can I throw a rock at it?
0: Uh yeah, go ahead and uh, you punch the wall again and uh, oh, grab another fist-sized chunk of
4: rock. Seems of ours. Yeah. <laughs> Main focus in the game is to Pretty throw much. rocks
3: at it. Pretty much. Okay. I, have a, I have a class ability that lets me throw rocks really well. That's mm-hmm. the way to do it. I don't actually. I I, I just like throwing rocks as a trap detector. <laughs> yeah, it works. It's like the infamous bag of rats. Okay.
0: All right, go ahead. If doesn't live in a glass house. Uh, let's see, and may, uh well, I guess if
3: you're close enough, how close are you going to be when you toss the rock? Oh, like, when we, like, the area we're in, when we just come out of that hallway. Uh, you're going to chuck it from back there? Yeah. Go ahead and just give me a quick toss, uh, uh, attack roll. Nothing huge. That's a 16.
0: 16, yeah. Uh, you're able to hit it, and as the rock hits that pile of gold, it bursts into yellow spores and it dissolves the image that was there. And this yellow fog just fills that entire room and slowly settles to the floor.
3: You see, guys? Rock did the trick. (laughs) Could have been walking into a spore trap. Uh, So then I'm assuming you guys aren't going to go there. Yeah, let's go down (laughs) the other hallway while that dissipates and we can come back for the treasure. Alright. Go ahead and give me a perception
0: check.
1: 13,
0: 16, 4, 7, 6. Venris and Lucian, you both see an odd set of seams in the wall directly in front of that, basically where that T ends. Uh, we do, for the podcasters listening, we do have a map up so that we can kind of see what's going on. Uh, you believe it's probably a secret door. Interesting. Uh, you can see that there is one extremely obvious cobblestone that is raised up about an inch right in front of where that door would be,
1: perhaps manipulating the stone. I pull out an arrow and ready before we open it. Coward. <laughs> Preparedness. <laughs> Not coward.
4: Shield also at the ready. Yes. <clears throat> and I'll attempt to manipulate the stone. Either push it turn it, twist it.
0: Yep. Uh, it actually, you just step down on the stone right in front of Tull. the door and it uh, the little click and the door slowly creaks open just about an inch as if the weight of the door kind of holds it back. Do you uh, push the door open
4: the rest of the way? Let's take a second to listen in. Okay, go ahead. And make a Ooh, that's pretty solid. Uh, 23. Alright. Did my keen wolf ears detect? Yeah. What do my wolf ears hear?
0: Um, you hear nothing in this little hallway, but a little a cursory glance shows that it almost immediately turns 90 degrees
4: uh, and heads south. Not hearing anything stirring, feels safe in entering the passageway. Uh, so you guys continue down, you come to a door.
0: At the end of that little hallway, and it has two facing panels that pivot inward when it is opened, so the door will open to the inside this time.
3: Uh, it is not locked. Um, proceed cautiously. All right, so just slowly open do. the door. Yeah, just try and, like, peek my head inside, see if there's anything crazy in there. Okay, so you're taking the lead from... Sure,
0: sure. All right. An amber haze drifts in this room, which is unoccupied. Strangely shaped and colored mirrors hang on the wall, and a large oblong stone basin sits in the middle of the floor. The basin is about ten feet long, five feet wide, and three feet tall. It is filled with a steaming gold liquid. The red mirror on the eastern wall seems to be composed of fiery glass and framed in bronze. Light beams are broken by the mirror in myriad flames, and ghostly shapes seem to flicker in its depths. On the northern wall are two mirrors, a striking black one of obsidian framed in lacquered wood, and a stark white mirror with a wrought iron frame. The black mirror has a distinctive earthly odor in a blackness of subterranean caves, but it seems of crude construction and reflects objects only when they are close to it. The white mirror has a pungent odor of nutmeg and spice, and its depths are smoky. The mirror that hangs on the western wall is a stone frame and a blue in color. Reflections in this mirror ripple as if the viewer is looking into a
4: pool of water. Did I get the descriptions correctly? It seems like they're representing
3: the four primary elements. Yeah, you you would discern that. I feel as if there must be some sort of magic at play, but I'm terrible at that, so I'm just going to go ahead and suggest that someone else... Uh investigate magically. How Alan has the ability to see. Do you uh, detect
5: how, anything? How long has it been since I first cast of magic? Because it lasts up to ten minutes. So I'm... It's probably been more than ten minutes at this point. Uh, if you guys are cautiously moving through. I'll go ahead and cast it again.
0: Okay. They all do seem to have some magic about them, but not necessarily a magic effect. But they definitely have a magic rot within them. Okay. Uh, The red mirror would have the glow that would indicate... Because you can uh, tell the school of magic by Detect Magic too. correct? Or is it just a glow? This one is just a glow. Okay, yep. I'm thinking of a different spell then. So yeah, yeah, just all of them glow. (laughs) Oh, no, it it does. Oh. Yep. Okay, uh, the red mirror glows with a light that indicates evocation-based magic. Hmm. The black mirror glows with enchantment-based magic. The white mirror... Glows with conjuration magic and the blue mirror just glows with I'm going to say conjuration magic as well. Oh, and the liquid uh, does not glow.
4: You said it was a gold liquid?
0: Uh, Yes, a steaming gold liquid. Oh, it does glow. Excuse me. Uh, It is enchantment as well.
3: But the basin does not. Mm, Everything I know about this dungeon tells me this is a terrible trap. But I'm thinking maybe throwing a rock in it isn't a good idea. <laughs> Probably right. So, do we want to draw straws for sticking your hand in the gold liquid and or mirrors or are we going to leave this one alone? Well, um, I'm going to fire off a firebolt at the red mirror. Okay. Um, you fire off
5: a firebolt <coughs> at it fighting fire with fire, I see. Well, it's evocation with evocation.
0: Are you standing directly in front of it, or off to the side, or kind of how are you standing?
5: I'd be off to the side a little bit, firing at an angle, so that if something happened, it wouldn't rebound directly back at me.
0: Okay, Uh, so you would not be able to see your reflection in it, correct? Probably not. Maybe like the very edge of my ear or something. Okay, yep. You fire off a bolt at it, and it just absorbs into the mirror. And nothing really happens. It just kind of...
5: Right.
0: Let me know if anybody goes up to a mirror and looks into it.
1: Oh no, that's not for me. I'll go up At to all. the one that smells of nutmeg. The
0: the white mirror. When you look into this mirror, uh, your reflection looks very blurred by what looks like a fine mist, almost as if it's surrounded by uh, smoke. Uh, and also, I need a wisdom saving throw from you. Twelve. Uh, you are stunned. You're caught looking into this mirror and all of a sudden, a gelatinous uh, being morphs from that mirror and descends upon you. So everybody go ahead and roll me
4: initiative. Alright, guys. Well, wall, I'm not
3: going fast.
2: <laughs>
4: 15 for Fenris.
3: 22 oh, for Lucian. 4. 5. 9 for Amar. Virgil, you are currently
0: stunned. Uh, So that is basically your turn. You are stunned for until the end of the creature's next turn. So you're stunned for this round. So we will start with Fenris. And as far as marching order, you guys just kind of decide where you are. I'm not going to be too picky uh, as far as wherever you guys say you are. The
4: room is 55 by 20. Okay. So would I be within 35 feet? Yeah, wherever you want to be. Take a swipe. And since I'm attacking unarmed, I will gain an extra attack action. I could also use my bite, but I don't want to bite a jelly. Yeah, probably. Foul taste in my mouth. So... And I'll go ahead and rage. Alright. So, 13 to hit with the first attack. That definitely hits. 13 to hit with a second attack. All right. Go ahead and roll that damage. So it's we'll bludgeoning be, damage, correct? Uh, they're claws. So slashing? Slashing. Okay. So, um, and natural attacks become 1d6 plus strength plus my rage damage, 4 plus 1 for being unarmed. So d6 plus 5. see. So. 9 and 9 for 18 total.
0: Okay, you slash slash with both of your claws, and as you do, the gel
3: just parts around your claws. I had a feeling.
0: All right, on then to Amar.
3: Okay, well, I'm feeling like if I grapple this jelly, I'm going to end up getting <laughs> sucked into it, so I'm going to... Sorry. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> that was funny.
0: Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, I am incorrect. Uh, when you slash at it, it splits into two new jellies. Oh, uh, God. When you, when you did that, so my bad. So there
3: are two now small-sized jellies uh, instead of the one big. <laughs> I'm going to take the right jelly. Then and uh, I'm gonna make sure I, I jab really quickly so I don't get sucked in. Okay. And I get uh, two attacks. So that's a 21 and a 12 to hit. Both will hit. Yes. All right. So that is uh, that is a 22 and a 12 to yes. hit. Yes. Both will hit. All right. So that is eight and seven. So 15 damage. All right. And that's- Bludgeoning. Yes. So, uh, uh, don't be getting new jellies on me Nope, nope,
0: we're not getting any more jelly okay. Alright, uh, then on to Reshna Well, I have is stashing, so I'll
2: go with that Seven
0: Okay, uh, that will not hit Now, knowing that it was going to split If you kinda, if you just kind of hesitated
5: a little bit And you did not quite do it On then to Alan Um, so take that first one closest to me and uh, pop off a bolts at it. All right, and it was the left one, the one that has not been attacked. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thirteen to hit. Yes. For a D10, seven plus I add my charisma modifier, so that's thirteen. Or sorry, eleven damage, plus one d6 from Hellblazer is fifteen damage to it.
0: Fifteen as well. Okay. Not too
5: bad then. Uh, you guys are
0: doing really well. Both jellies look like they're not doing well at mm. all. What uh, does the
3: jelly look like when it's when it's stamped?
0: It's well the one that Alan attacked with that firebolt, it mm-hmm. started to boil just a little bit and a bunch of it splattered
3: all over and doesn't seem to be
0: reconstituting. Nice. Um as you punched it, you you kind of Mushed it down a little bit uh, and it doesn't seem to be re really back to what it originally was. It was a really weird texture on your hands, you didn't really care for that. <laughs> it is going to lash out uh, each at its uh, respective targets. So one is going to lash out at you, Lucian, the other one at you, Amar. And let's see what that does. The one against you, Omar, uh, was only a seven to hit, so I'm assuming that won't. The other one for you, Virgil, uh, is uh, twenty-one to hit. Yeah, barely. Yep. Oh, uh, and I rolled uh, with advantage because it you're stunned and it actually critted on you. So you are going to take eighteen points of uh, bludgeoning damage plus six points of acid damage. Wow. Okay, we are then on to you, uh, Lucian, and you are not stunned anymore. Especially after being slapped in the face by acid.
1: If I move away, I'm gonna get an opportunity to attack, aren't I? Correct. Okay, I'm just gonna... Well, I'm gonna have to take it. I'm gonna try and uh, step back from it a number of feet. Okay. And you get opportunity attacks from
0: both because they're both within five feet. One will hit, one will not. Uh, so you will take six, uh, five points of bludgeoning, one point of acid.
1: All right. Well, that's not good. I run back across the room, so I'm away from them, and then I'm going to shoot it—the uh, one that uh, that critted against me. I'm going to shoot it with my bow. Go ahead. That's a uh, 14 to hit. Yes. All right. So that's a D8 and a D6. That's six points of piercing damage and five radiant damage.
0: Okay, the one jelly uh, dissolves into a puddle.
4: All right. We are then on to Fenris. One left. Since my attacks are slashing, I've identified that me attacking it would be poor decision.
0: You're pretty sure at this point uh, it is weakened enough that the slashing just won't have an effect. Uh, But you don't have to worry about it splitting again. Then
4: I will most definitely... Uh, Make my attack so plus fours, both 18s. Okay, go ahead and roll the damage. And a d6 plus five after bonus levels for 10 and 8 for 18 total. Alright, you have definitely got its attention, but as
0: it is uh, immune to slashing, it just goes right through, but it does not split again, so it had no effect.
3: On to Amar. Um, well, I'm gonna punch it. That is a 13 and a 23. Yes, sir. And that is a six and a nine. All right. That one you punch into submission, and it,
0: too, becomes a puddle at your feet. Sweet. Okay. Uh, Remind me to pick up a hammer. Yeah. Squishing <laughs> hammer. Yes. Hammer of squishing. Okay. So that you know. combat encounter is done. Uh, anybody need a rest or
5: anything? looks <laughs> an ugly brass knuckles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys would be able to, just for future reference, if you fight anything like that again, not that you will... Um, but just in case, um, you can grab up, like, rocks and stuff off the floor like you did to mm. pound crap with or just punch with unarmored uh, or unarmed attack. Normally it does one plus
4: strength. And, and actually, based on my Path of the Caged, when I use improvised weapons,
3: I get that same damage. There you go. That's the way to <laughs> That's do a do good it. point. Thank you for pointing that out. Yes, no oh. problem. <laughs> okay, so what would have happened realistically if I grappled the jelly? Absolutely nothing. Ah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That one, even though it does acid damage,
0: it wouldn't have really burned you. You would have been okay. And now that that jelly is out of the way, let's see, uh, one of you two would notice that there appears to be a door on the other side of it. In the mirror? In the mirror, yeah. The mirror was a false mirror. It was this jelly within an empty frame.
3: But there's a door behind the frame. Correct. Well, we're not going to not go through it. So let's... (laughs) Let's see how we do (coughs) it. That hurt. Okay, uh,
0: that is the mirror at the top of the room there, so there is a hallway um, behind it. Do you guys want to go down there and kind of investigate what's in that hallway, or do you guys want to finish up with the mirrors on this room? Yeah, let's investigate the hallway. Okay. You investigate the hallway. You see absolutely nothing but a door
3: at the other side. Uh, We doing this? This feels pretty stupid, but... I'm going to take another healing potion before...
4: (laughs) That hurt. Should we go down the hallway, or should we work on the mirrors first and clear all the mirrors, or should we go down the hallway and do them one at a time?
2: I almost think it might be a better bet to do the mirrors, since there is a door we can keep this door closed. This is the only...
0: yeah, Yeah, this is the only door you found leading out of this room, other than the secret passage you went through.
2: So we might want to clear out the mirrors
4: first, make sure nothing can come up behind us. That's a good call. Um, how about since I've got some fire resistance, I'll go to the fire mirror. The reddish fiery evocation mirror.
0: Okay. As you step up in front of this mirror and you gaze within it, you see your own image within it, and all of a sudden the image starts moving. You are surrounded by monsters, and all your friends are dead around you, and you are beaten to the last inch of your life, and the last thing you see of your reflection is a great axe coming down upon your neck, and it flashes out of existence, and just
4: uh, your image uh, is there. Well, I will describe that to the group.
1: That's
3: cute. Don't like the sound of that. So, this is the emotional damage door? (laughs) (laughs) You thought it was fire. It's not. Let me just put it this way. Most of the times,
5: anything you see in a mirror is never a good thing. Does anybody else want to step up in front of it and look
0: into it? Because now, Mike, all you see is your reflection with kind of a reddish tinge around it. I mean, just
1: what you would expect
0: to see in a red glazed mirror.
3: Hmm. I'm honestly surprised there's no jelly. I can honestly
1: put... I can put some arrows through these mirrors if you want. Narrow each. See if it's a jelly or not. Yeah?
3: That's not a bad idea.
0: Okay. Uh, so which mirror? You're starting with the red mirror? Going to put an arrow through it? Yeah. Okay. Are you going to stand in front of the mirror or off to the sides so you can't see your reflection?
1: Well, I figured I'd stay where I was. Kind of in the middle of the room near the basin? Well, kind of... Well, we came out... We Did we go through that door? Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. the door would be uh, up in the top corner there. The red mirror well, I
1: figured if I'd is stay right next I'm... to you. Like, like, you would be able to, if you just turned oh. 90 degrees, you would see the mirror. Okay, well, I figured I'd stand, because we went through that door, I'd just, when we came back to the mirrors, I'd just stand there and put, you know, just stand and put one in each.
0: Okay, yep, you're able to do that if you like. So the first mirror, um, your arrow hits it, pings off, and you see that it slowly starts to smolder after it hits the ground. The far mirror on the bottom side, the blue mirror, you loosen arrow through it. Go ahead and give me an uh, attack roll for that one. Eleven. Eleven. Not quite enough. It hits the glass, but at kind of a weird angle, so it just kind of ricochets off, um, not really doing anything to it. The black mirror you is on the same wall as where you're standing, so you would need to move to the other side of the room to hit it. Are you going to move and shoot it? Yeah, yeah, I will. All right. You shoot it, and the arrow hits, and all of a sudden the the really hard uh, metal arrowhead that you used, it it's just hits the ground with a lot heavier thud than you thought, and when you go and inspect it, the arrow
3: tip has been turned into lead. Interesting. Interesting indeed. I don't like it. These aren't normal mirrors, guys.
4: Alchemically turned into lead.
0: Yeah, it is lead. For all intents and purposes, as far as you can tell, it is 100% lead. Just the metal arrowhead. The wooden shaft, the feathers, all that is still as was.
2: Sounds like you got a fancy pencil.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For signing stuff from a long way away.
1: Yeah. Well, nothing came out of the mirrors, so... Could these be clues? something that turns something into lead.
4: Still not for sure about what the division was.
0: All the mirrors are still intact, so if anybody else wants to go up to them and mess with them, you're welcome to, except the white mirror. That one has Um, been dealt with.
2: I'll always go up to the blue line, because that that wasn't a very hard-hitting shot.
0: All right. So, just looking into it, are you going to try and open it like it's a door, like the other one was? Or are you going to mess with it? What are you going to do?
2: Well, I'm probably going to tap it with the end of my glaive first, see if anything happens.
0: Okay. Uh, you tap it with the glaive, and nothing happens. So it
2: just tink, 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 tink.
0: Uh, you do see your reflection in it. Uh, it's very ripply, like uh, water.
2: Do I see hinges around the mirror at all like it's a door?
0: Go ahead and give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, no, you do not see any hinges. Um, suggestion.
3: What if we put the lead arrow in the gold basin, right? There's sort of a lead to gold thing happening here. Yeah, it's on my mind, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody just going to drop the arrow in? Yes. All right, you drop
0: the arrow in. Nothing really happens at first. Um, But the longer you watch it, you see it's bubbling a little bit around it. And if you wait about ten minutes, you can start to see it gets a little bit of a gold sheen. Almost like electroplating. Um, Mm. Not to meta this, but
3: almost as if it is slowly turning into gold. Interesting. I didn't think that'd work. I thought that was kind of stupid. I'm going to chug a health potion. And then I'm going to... Sorry, that's nine points of health. Mm-hmm. Sorry, math. Um, and then I'm going to look into one of the other uh, mirrors. Which one? The blue, the black, or the red? Um, the red we've already tried, the blue we've already tried, so I guess the black. Alright. You see your reflection blur and then reappear as if
0: you were in a past life. Like, you still see your same shape, your same features and everything, but you're wearing really old-style armor. <sighs> or whatever a pugilist would have worn, really old garb from years ago. And the image says, in jumbled speak, you can't understand the language, says just a really short sentence, just weird garbled words about a sentence long. And you are wearing extremely old uh, clothing in it.
5: I wonder what that would do to someone who's not from around here. I'm going to take a look
0: at it. All right. Uh, same thing happens when you stand in it. You reappear as if in a past life, extremely ancient clothing on, and that same language spills out of the mouth. And the garb that you would have been wearing would have been all, like, leathers, uh, feathers, uh, beaded work, very tribalistic in nature.
1: That's odd. Can we hear it, or is it just the person who's in front of uh,
0: Everybody can hear it, and it is in a very ancient-sounding language. Can I hope? The mirror? Yeah. Uh, You touch the mirror. Go ahead and give me a charisma saving throw.
3: Oh, boy. Uh, That's
0: a five. A five. All valuable metal and gems in your possession turn to lead and glass. Let me give that a bash.
3: Goodbye, 500 gold (laughs) pieces. They are now 500 lead pieces. Okay, so you're going to smash it with...
5: Well, I mean, if I'm a, if I'ma hit it, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I hit it. I'll, I'll put brass knuckle on and just okay. pop it. All right, go ahead, and make an attack roll.
0: All right, you pop the mirror solidly. Go ahead and roll for damage. Seven
5: bludgeoning and three radiant. All right, uh, give me charisma save now. Seventeen.
0: Okay, you can tell that the magic tried to leech up your arm, but despite pounding that mirror as hard as you could with your fist, absolutely nothing happens to it. But you did feel some magic try to creep up your arm, uh, a lot like what Dave's did, or a lot like what Amar's did. And you see that right as you made contact, the end of your brass knuckles seemed to turn to lead a little bit, but then when you pulled back, they went back to brass. Um, or whatever metal they're made out of.
3: I'm going to go ahead and throw those lead... Uh, used to be gold pieces in in the gold basin. <laughs> okay, yeah. To see if that... Um, you guys, want to wait another 10, 15 minutes or whatever and see if it does it still? Uh, we can just move on. I'm just going to let him sit okay. there and catch him on the way back. <laughs> Not a problem. We're
5: going to take another look at the red mirror.
3: All right. You look inside the red
0: mirror and you see this time, instead of seeing your body dead like what Mike saw, you are by yourself alone in a dark corridor and you step And all of a sudden you look down as the tile beneath your foot sinks in and arrows shoot out on either side and you are pelted with an innumerable number of arrows and fall to the ground. After that fades, you kind of blink your eyes, shake your head, whatever, and you're just standing with that
5: shocked look on your face that you have. I swear, if I end up going to an arrow trap in this, I'm hell pit.
1: All right, what would you guys like to do? We want to go down the hallway? I think so. I just we seem to be doing nothing but... Through the jelly door. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stealing, jelly our door. <laughs> stealing our money. Stealing
0: our money. Only yeah. if you're no good at hanging on to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys go down that hallway, and there is a door obviously there. Uh, it opens inward. Um, who would like to open that door? I'm assuming keeping the same relative marching order other than the lead?
4: I'll go ahead and open it.
0: All right. You open the door. In the center of this diamond-shaped room is a dais on which a weirdly formed altar rests. The altar is made uh, to resemble a mini-armed and beaked octopus-like creature with large purple-red stone in its forehead. The altar and floor are covered with dust. The walls of the room are decorated with paintings of the sun and moon in motion. Other images show people standing about the temple making sacrifices of flesh and blood while the figure of the priest holds the heart of his latest victim above his head.
2: Hmm. Um, can I make an arcana check?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
2: That's a six.
0: Yeah, you're pretty sure there's magic somewhere in the room. Like, there has been pretty much all over the place with anything of significance. Can I make a religion check? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, that's only a 12. Yeah, you're not sure. Uh, it's definitely an altar, uh, so it was probably some long forgotten god, but we're talking ancient, ancient history here. Like, even the old elves think it's old.
5: I'm look around the room a little bit. Okay. Uh, say As best I can.
0: Yeah, it's a fairly small room, uh, diamond shaped. There is not a whole lot of walk room. Basically, this entire room is an altar space. Um, so, all the way around this altar is basically just an altar, there's nothing that you
5: can really spot. Can I take a closer look at the, the gem in the octopus's noggin? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me an investigation check. 15? Uh,
0: it does appear to be a gem, but not a typical gem. This would be a cut or a type that is extremely rare um, that you have not really seen. It Usually, uh, the way that it's cut, you're pretty sure it is of great importance to this altar.
5: Can I... Do An appraisal on it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, Let me just uh, put my uh, appraisal a little. You see what it's worth.
0: Okay. It is rare enough that it doesn't have a value. You aren't exactly sure what this stone is without prying it out, but you do make an arcana check with that, correct? Yep,
5: and that will pass our arcana check. It is 100% magically affiliated. All right, and what basic properties do it think it has. Uh Oto's irresistible dance spell is within it. Don't want to touch it, but
3: I do want it. I suggest gloves.
2: Oh, um, I'm gonna come out with like I'm gonna try my grave to like wiggle it out him. Okay.
0: As you touch the altar and touch the gem, the entire octopus statue starts spinning rapidly.
2: All right, after that, I instantly just dispel the blade and jump back.
0: You would have been grappled by it, Uh, so go ahead and give me a DC 15 acrobatics or athletics check.
2: Okay.
0: That's a seven. A seven. You are caught up by one of the many arms around there and whipped around uh, in a circle and thrown with just slightly after that and taking three points of bludgeoning damage. What? And then grapple the that goes back. Uh, you can attempt to. It's a huge statue. The statue, it fills that entire room and is spinning so fast that if you want to try and grab it, you're welcome to make an attempt.
3: (laughs) What? I mean, I gotta. I gotta try. Okay. I gotta try. That was almost good. Um, that's a ten. (laughs) Okay, you are
0: slapped by one of the many spinning arms and take three points of bludgeoning damage. We can
5: try again. Oh, uh, the a second. You said that the mural has a picture of ritualistic sacrifices? <laughs> Correct. I am going to give it a bit of my blood. Okay, you kind of catch
0: your hand and hold it over and let it grip on one of the mini spinning arms? Yep. It splatters blood all over
3: as it hits. <laughs> right, that's a thing. I try and grab one again. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. That's an alignment.
0: <laughs> you get slapped and take another points, uh, another three points of bludgeoning damage. Beginning to defeat this stone
5: in in way to trouble. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, head Just back out. Just to it, I'll shoot it with my crossbow. All right, go ahead
0: and uh, make an attack roll with disadvantage because it's spinning so quickly. Nope, that's a uh, ten to hit. <laughs> yeah, no, it pings off of the back of the head of the statue, missing the gem. All right, I'm outta here. All right, you guys back out and back into the room. I'm going to say that whole debacle took 20 minutes or so, trying to get all this figured out. So uh, you would notice that your arrow is probably about 50% gold now. I mean, it's looking pretty goldified, and your lead is starting to get to that point, but it was dropped in 10, 15 minutes after the first. Sweet. You're pretty sure, judging by the amount of time, uh, that it'll probably take a full hour for them to turn back into gold. Hmm. You guys wanna take a short rest here, wait for your gold to turn back into gold, or do you want to continue on and stop back? Short rest, sound good. Sure. Okay. Toggus. Anybody, uh, while the short rest is going on, if you don't need to recover, want to mess with the other two mirrors or anything like that? Or are you just going to sit quietly and wait? I'll go and mess the blue mirror since I've got no uh, <laughs> no other reason to rest. All right. As you look into the mirror, you just see your reflection. Um, very watery in nature, as if you were underneath a pool looking up or something. Just reach up and touch. All right. Give me a charisma saving throw. No. You are sucked into the glass and are now in a tank of water behind the mirror. This is going to be fun. You are starting to drown. Now, how many of us notice? You're all just sitting there, and I'm pretty sure you would have had that sense of dread as you saw that one E.T. finger extend out. So, what would you guys like to do? I grapple the glass. You touch the glass. No. no, no. <laughs> that was. I'll
1: shoot an upper corner of the mirror.
0: Okay. Uh, you shoot the mirror. Go ahead and give me an
1: attack roll again. Twenty. Twenty. You hit it and roll. Six points of piercing and four
0: rating. Okay. You see the glass start to crack, but has not yet broken.
2: Um. All happens. Okay. Unnatural twenty. <clears throat>
0: Yes, that'll hit roll for damage. All right. I'm assuming you're not punching it. No, I'm
2: going to go. That's 12.
0: All right, that is just enough. The mirror cracks, and you, Micah, along with all the water in that tank, spew across the room, soaking everybody through. Well, that was an adventure. <laughs> I'm still going to give you guys the benefits of the uh, short rest and say that you're drying off as uh, you guys are collecting your gold and your arrow that are within the pool. What are the benefits of the short rest? Uh, you can spend hit die uh, to recover health points and you recover any of the uh, abilities or whatnot that you have that benefit from a short rest
4: recovery. Okay. How do you spend the hit die? I'm going to read it.
0: Hit die? You just roll your hit die. Um, Whatever size that is. A barbarian is a 12, 12. right? Yep, so you can roll as many as you like to recover them, uh, and you add your con. Up up. to your level. Yeah, up Up to to your level. level. Oh. And once they're spent, you only recover half of them on
4: a long rest. Gotcha. Only one. So 6 plus 4 for 10, which is plus 1 over my limit.
3: Awesome, awesome.
4: Awesome, awesome. Pretty much.
3: So what would you guys like to do now? Well, there were those big double doors back in the hallway we originally came in. Correct. And then there was also the pile of treasure that was obviously some sort of um, fungus illusion. Yep.
5: I'm curious about that pile of treasure now.
0: Once you guys go back into that hallway and you look down, the image, it was a major image spell, is what you were able to identify it as. Uh, And all the mold dust, the fungus dust, has now settled to the ground. So it's no longer fumes in the air, spores in the air. It's been long enough that it's settled. Let's have a look around that room. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, all you notice about this room is that there are fungus spores uh, left about the floor. <laughs> We're okay. All right, then. Anybody else going to look around, or do you guys want to head up to the double doors? I would also take a peek. That's a nineteen. A nineteen, yeah. Uh, you notice that there also happens to be a secret door with the same odd switch uh, as the other one had in the floor right in front of it. I put my foot on it. And All right. I push it, down. it clicks and the door swings on a horizontal pivot in the middle of the slab, pushing in at either top or bottom, so the panel just kind of poof, down, uh, opening up this this passageway.
3: Guys, that was a door. All right.
0: You guys look down at just a long hallway, nothing really in it. Go down the hallway. Okay. You guys go down the hallway and you find another door swings in. Beyond the secret door the passage bends around to the left. At the end of the narrow corridor hangs an ornate mirror and a door that is set in the eastern wall next to it. All right, who is in the lead?
3: I would have opened the door, so... Maybe. All right,
0: I need a wisdom saving throw from you when you get within
3: ten feet of the mirror. Well, I I probably would have done that. Oh, that's a 19. Okay, you pass. You felt the
0: urge to fight this just something. You saw a flash of feathered something in that mirror, and you were ready to fight it. But then it, it kind of dissipated, and you, you're not quite sure what you saw. You're a little bit twitchy. Looking at that mirror now, but that's about it. You guys didn't see anything. You just saw him like start real quick and put his fists up, and and then you know, see the vein in his forehead quit pulsing after a
1: little while. Someone's getting a bit jumpy. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. I think this is well, weird. We, I think this mirror is messed up. I think uh, uh, yeah, it's weird. After you calm
0: down and check your britches to make sure you didn't piss yourself, you look at the door, and you see that the door seems to be very heavy and has many glyphs carved upon it. In the center of the door is carved an eagle killing a serpent. Two stone warriors dressed in loincloths and wearing panther masks are sculpted into the doorposts.
5: That looks vaguely Mayan. That's
0: kind of the feeling that you're getting about this whole temple. Shall I <laughs> Yeah. the door opens... <coughs> we open the door outward. All right, as you pass through the door, beyond the door is a wide foyer that leads into a circular room. On the south wall of this hall is a jade death mask affixed at chest height. Taking up the middle of the chamber is a cross-shaped dais that sets uh, with sets of stairs leading up to it along each of the four ends. In the center of the dais rises a cylindrical structure that appears to be made of transparent walls of crystal enclosing an oddly carved stone pillar. The stairs that face the room's entrance are carved with heads of many gods. The steps on the north side are blood-stained. Atop the landing stands a statue of a warrior. The stairs to the east across the room are partially obscured by shadow, and the southern staircase is luminescent, appearing to change colors in the light. Tucked into each nook where the arm cross come together is a low shelf, on which is placed a small offering. Silver bracelets, earrings, knit collars, anklets, piles of coral beads, and silver and jade statuettes.
3: I feel like there's all this cool loot set up for us to, you know, obviously want to take it, and then something terrible's going to happen. So, um, everything about this dungeon tells me this is a trap. However, let's try and take some cool shit and not die.
5: Did I do an appraisal of that death mask? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's say Arcana check pass to know whether or not it's magical. It has, uh, no magical effect on it. Not magical. Not worth much. I'll to leave it there.
1: Okay. Sounds good, All
5: right. I'm going to make my way towards this, uh, pillar of... In the crystal?
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, which set of stairs do you want to go up? The blood stairs. oh Oh, okay, I see. Uh, this is why nothing happens. Um, because nobody took anything off of the uh, shelves, uh, there is no effect. So you just climb the blood stairs um, to where the uh, warrior stands. Take a gander at this warrior. Does anything really stand out to me about it? It is exceptionally lifelike.
4: Well, I think I know what that means. I'm just going to slowly back away. Okay. Yep, since you did not actually
5: approach it, nothing much happens. Uh, guys, I really don't think there's anything in here for us. Uh, Why don't we we head back?
3: Okay, just gonna head back through that doorway. Yeah, there were the big double doors, so we still have done nothing. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) nothing in at all. Okay, so you guys get all the way through there, and as you
0: are just about to exit out the secret passage back in, you hear what appears
3: to be a skittering sound across the floor. It might be a random, you know, like a rat or something, just something small just making its way downtown. Um, It's walking fast, faces passing it through the I mean, yeah. (laughs) you
4: From what
0: direction? Uh, From down that hallway. So you guys are back out that uh, bottom where the gold pile was, so you guys haven't actually exited into where that gold pile was, uh, but Whoever's in front can hear a skittering coming from somewhere up that path a little ways.
3: So it's probably just going to be some random form of life. I mean, like, uh, it might not be anything too big, but we should approach carefully. Let's keep going.
4: I'll poke my head out there. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Skittering makes me think it might be a creature. And with my advantage to spot checks and dark vision, let's see if I can't. Go ahead and also make a stealth check do you. do. Oh, boy. So, a 21 for my perception. Yes. <clears throat> you are easily able to spot
0: three giant fire beetles skittering across the hallway, Ooh, seeming to go into the room where the uh, mirrors were. 17 for the stealth. Yeah, and it does not notice you. But you can tell very easily, because as you peek your head around, there's an orange-red glow around these three beetles as they skitter uh, through that little T-junction and down into where that secret passage was leading to the mirrors.
3: Huh. Can we just wait for them to go in and then close the door behind them?
0: Yeah, you're able
3: to bull rush it, get to the door, and slam it shut. Let's do
0: that. All right, not a problem. You guys get there. Stand, well, all that stands in front of you now is the set of double doors.
4: Knock. Cautiously
0: approach. <laughs> cautiously. Okay, you cautiously approach
4: the doors... Keeping eyes out for pressure plates. I'm learning a lot about traps today. Yeah, I was if gonna say. If next session, he'll become a rogue.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> okay, so the double doors don't appear to be anything special or fancy. Just a set of double bronze doors, um, just hanging in the wall. Look heavy, but not too heavy to push. You guys don't really hear anything coming from the other side either. Let's give them a push. All right, you give him a shove. This room is decorated with a bizarre diorama depicting the land of the dead. Small, brightly painted clay statues have been placed around the room and represent the inhabitants of this realm and the unfortunate people they have taken into their care. In the center of the room, the floor rises to form a small hill. A group of small figures seem to be struggling to roll a boulder up a hill while a devil drives them on. Above the hill and the ceiling is a glowing spot that illuminates the entire chamber with an eerie silver light. A cobblestone path leads from the western door to the foot of the hill. A similar path runs eastward and then veers south. Sections of the diorama around the perimeter of the room depict different environments in the land of the dead. In the western end of the room is a region of burning sands. There devils torture those who have been unfortunate enough to fall into their hands. Along the southern side is a grassy plain where people frolic and hunt antelope and deer. North of the grassy plain and south of the hill, the floor opens up into a model of a canyon. A river of lava flows down, and its flames lick the walls. East of the hill, there is a side area of the room. In the counterpart of the fiery canyon, it is an icy waste. To the north of the hill is a putrid bubbling marsh where figures strive to keep their heads above the surface. From out of the march, a black tepid uh, river wends its way past the northern edge of the hill and flows west to pour over the lip of the steam-filled chasm in the northwestern corner of the room. Within the stark chasm, worms pursue the fleeing forms of naked people. In the southern corner of the room, of the on the eastern wall, is a barred door." So, which area would you guys like to go explore? The hill, the burning sands, the grassy plain, the flames, the ice, the marsh, the
4: river, the pit of worms, or the uh, barred door? I'm drawn to the field of the antelope. Okay, the grassy plain. My my hunter's instincts kicking in. As
0: you walk over there, um, I need a charisma saving throw. Oh no, that's a negative <laughs> one. <laughs> I believe uh, That's a four total. You want to stay here forever and frolic and hunt antelope and deer just like the diorama. You are just set with this urge to hunt and and just you kind of almost as if you were relaxing under a tree. You're you're just spacing off, remembering and feeling like you are never going to leave.
4: You know, given his history, fighting in the Gladiator pits, he he does want some peace at some point. Mm Mm-hmm
3: so you're just going to chill in a dungeon for the rest of your life. You, uh, we've got to go. We've got to adventure. Oi, Fedris, mm. get a move on. Can I even hear that? Vaguely, but uh,
0: I don't want to listen. You're too busy. I. You use, can
2: Can I use message to tell him, hey, we need to get going? Is that...
0: I'm going to say, there? yeah, I'm going to say since that's in the mind and a psychic kind of a thing, that would snap you out a little bit and you can redo your
4: saving throw. Oh, <laughs> Two. I really
3: want to stay. You You are not leaving from this spot. Can I grapple and try and drag him back? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Mike, go ahead and uh, try to resist that grapple. Fourteen. I
0: rolled a
4: twelve.
0: He pushes you aside, and you're, you
1: snarl
3: at him a little bit.
1: Uh, yeah.
3: I do it again. What does the
1: ring of animal influence?
3: (laughs) That's racist as (laughs) (laughs) fuck! Absolutely nothing because he's a humanoid.
1: Damn! (laughs) Here, boy!
3: Here, boy! Come here, buddy! Okay, I grapple him again. I I got 24.
4: 24? So, my plus four? Only a
0: 10. Yeah, uh, you're so caught up in this vision that you're just able to, you know, get him right behind and start dragging him out of there, and you're fighting it. So go ahead and give me two more checks uh, from both of you. Okay. If anybody wants to assist,
4: Dave can have advantage. That's a 22. Um, 19. Okay, one more. I've never been so glad to lose in a grappling check.
2: Can I use message to, you know, keep telling, like, Fenris will get Antelope later. When
4: go ahead, go. take a minus two on that, Fenris. Thirteen. Uh, eighteen. Minus two for sixteen. Sixteen.
3: I use a moxie to force a reroll. Okay, force a reroll. Yes!
0: Okay, you are pulled out of there, and you're like, what the hell just happened? You, you have no idea what's going on, and and now that you've been pulled out of it, you're just like it looks just like a diorama, like a boring diorama. But nothing I was actually special. there. Yeah, you thought you were, and now you're really kind of confused as to what's going on. But you know, you, you kind of step forward back into it a little bit, and it just looks like a regular diorama.
5: Nothing special to it. Ugh, it, was,
0: it <laughs> oh, was so Dave, real. you entered the
5: zone. Give me a charisma check when you went to grab him. Boy, Lucifer's bleeding asshole. What the hell was that? <laughs>
0: Ah! <laughs> wipe all of that clean we are redoing that whole thing you oh! go to grab him and you are just so overwhelmed with with the openness of this whole area and, and the wildlife and it's
5: just you can really see why he doesn't want to leave <laughs>
4: hey, you guys want to play cowboy I was just gonna say, who has a rope? Because <laughs> I got a rope.
2: All right. I mean, oh, yay, I antelope.
4: This. Yeah, exactly. This is so peaceful. <laughs> Can are we I able? Try? Are we able to interact? Do I see him there? Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: You, you, you like uh, this is very nice. Yeah, he I, walks. He walks up to you, and you just like tap him, and you're like, I know, right? You looked kind of crazy, but y- y- you know, grass is always
1: greener. <laughs> so there is a diorama of this.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what's around you. Um. This one is north of the grassy... Oh, uh, excuse me. Can I shoot something that's in there? Maybe break it? Uh, Yeah, you can give it a try. And these are just small, brightly painted clay statues um, that represent all of this. Fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. You hit one of the clay statues and it shatters. Did
5: you just roll minimum damage on that? Yep.
1: (laughs) It's a clay statue.
5: Yeah, that's basically
0: all that yeah, happens. Nothing, nothing happens.
1: I break one of them, and
0: yeah, it shatters. You guys barely even notice. Hmm. You, you, you might look at it a little around. bit, but like you're you're there. I mean, you are in that grassy plain.
4: I'm running around, just literally. I'm frolicking, like you said.
0: Yeah, yeah, and all you guys see is you know they occasionally twitch just a little bit. You know that whole dog reflex thing, but um. <laughs> Both of you, not being racist. Oh, well, i to use a
5: random
2: Um, I guess... You want, you want
5: this rope, mate? Just drag him out.
1: Yeah, let's do it. You want to give me an Arcana check, too, Biker?
4: No. That's a five. This is definitely magic, but you're not sure what kind. Mm. I'm going to take a stab at illusion. Perhaps enchantment. What were you saying, though?
2: Uh, I guess I can try lassoing on with the rope. Go for it. Right. Uh,
0: so just standard attack roll. You just have to hit their AC. All right.
2: 19.
0: Yep. You. Which one are you going for? I'll probably
2: go for Fenris first since he's the first one in. And I'm going to be like, keep talking them through messages like, guys, we can get in a loop later. It's fine. Yeah,
0: you you <laughs> definitely got a hold of him. Are you going to try and yank him back? Yeah. You guys going to help? Yeah. Okay. With your combined strength, you're able to, I'm not going to make you guys roll against it, but with three of you versus one, you're eventually able to pull him out and, and like I said, you're just... What the hell just right. happened? Um, and even if you were to re-enter it now to grab Dave, you would be <laughs> not under the effects of it. Oh. So you're able to just go and... So, keep the rope on me, and then I'll just go grab him and... Yep. Yeah, you guys are eventually able to break free of it, and that was pretty nutso. That that was crazy. <laughs> Did
3: nice. you enjoy I don't even antelope. like antelope.
5: That was... Yeah, you're vegan. <laughs>
3: weird. That's that's just horrible, mate. Are there any areas in here that don't look like they're going to send us into a psychic trance? I'm going to go investigate that barred door over there.
0: Okay. Um, The southern corner to get to the barred door you would have to go through the icy canyon or the... Well, you just went through the grassy plain. So you went through the grassy plain and there's the icy canyon kind of up in there. You would have to enter in through the grassy canyon or enter into the icy area in order to get to that door.
1: If this is an illusion or a charm effect, I can try and go through since I'm part elf. I might have... You know, I might be able to withstand the illusion magic a little
2: bit better. I have a against and strong as well.
4: Okay. So, you guys... To take precaution, we go ahead and tie the rope around you guys' waists. That way if they yeah. do seem to be lost in it, we can pull them back.
1: Sounds good.
0: Uh, You guys can walk along a narrow path that'll take you straight up to the door. Would you guys like to just do that and just pass by all of these? Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that
3: sounds like a good idea.
0: All right. Uh, You guys are able to do that, and you get to the barred door on the other side. Mm. So you guys going to go through that barred door, uh, clear up in the corner there? Yes. All right. Beyond the door is a modest-sized room with a lumpy pile of earthy material in the middle of the floor. Across from the door in the southeastern corner, a glazed flask rests on a small shelf. In the northwest and northeast corners are two more shelves on which rest in a small urn and a thin stone cylinder. I'll check them out. All right. As the first one who steps through the door, give me a perception check, real quick.
1: You fall into a pit. Yeah, nine.
0: Okay, you are attacked out of the blue. Everybody go ahead and roll initiative,
5: and then we will start this combat. Hmm. That's better than it was before?
4: <laughs> <laughs> 21 for Fenris. 14.
5: 11. 11.
2: 7.
0: 7. Okay, Fenris, you are up first. This gibbering mouther is... Oh, uh, excuse me. First, Virgil, you're going to take the damage um, because it got the drop on you. And then it is also going to do this. So it got a nat 1 to bite you. Uh, your reaction was just enough to get out of the way. However, it does shoot a glob right kind of in the center of the party. So I need uh, everybody except for Virgil up front to give me a dexterity saving throw. Mm. 14.
2: I yeah, an 18.
0: 10. 17. All right. Reshna, you are blinded uh, at the moment as you're trying to get this goop out of your eyes. The rest of you just get you know, wipe it clean real quick, but you're all right. We are then going to start normal initiative with Fenris.
4: Um, close enough to move in 35 feet and
0: attack? Oh, yes, you are able to. Okay. When you get within 10 feet, though, it counts as difficult terrain, just so you know.
4: Oh, do I have anything? I don't think I have anything that goes around that.
0: I do need a DC 10 strength saving throw when you enter it, though. DC 10 strength saving throw? 11. 11, barely yes. You done. are able to just barely get your feet out of this dough. from like that earthy
4: like, gunk on the ground, then? Or?
0: Yeah, yeah. The terrain around it is a dough like inconsistency.
4: Oh. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, take my primary attack plus the extra attack for being unarmed. Yes. And I'll enter rage as I jump in. Awesome. So, <sighs> plus four. Um, an 8 and a 10. Not so good. Okay, uh, the 10 will hit, believe it or not. Awesome. So, D D6 plus 5? 10. Total damage. Alright, that definitely took a bite out of it with that one. Uh-huh.
0: Not literally, because that would be gross. Uh, a <laughs> uh, dilution. Alright, I'm within melee range? Yes, you are, Mar. Within 5 feet? Uh, you are, yes, you are. So, um... <laughs> Yep, you would have been attacked. Also, since you are starting your turn uh, within 20 feet of it, I need a DC 10 wisdom save.
1: No. You
0: make a random melee attack, so go ahead and roll a D4. If it's a 1 or a 2, it hits it. 3 or 4, it hits Mike. 1. All right, so it hits that
1: creature. Which means I have my daggers out? Yep. All right, so that hits it?
0: Yes, that hits it.
1: Uh, so that means it does three, eight, nine points of damage. Okay. Uh, and then I'm gonna use my. Oh wait, I'm gonna use my
0: bonus action. That's actually all you can do. You oh. make a random attack against a creature, uh, and that 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 is your attack. Well,
1: once per turn with Shooting Star, I can do an additional one to six of damage.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So that's, that's
1: an additional three radiant damage. Okay. And so that was my action? Yep, yeah, that's that's
0: yeah, that's everything you can do. Uh, you also can't stay you can't take reactions until the start of your next turn. Can I try and move away from it? Uh, no, you cannot. That is okay. everything that you can do. Alright. Uh, now on to the mouther's turn. It is going to go ahead and bite you again, fine sir. Or attempt to. Uh, that is a nineteen to hit. Yep. I'm just going to take average damage here. Uh, 17 piercing damage, and I need a strength save. Five. Five. You are knocked prone. Okay. Okay, and let me see if it recharged. It did, so it is going to shoot another glob of spittle uh, in the middle of Mike, Dave, and Hope. So, give me dexterity saving throws. Need a 13. Got it. Got it.
2: Nope.
5: Okay, you are blinded yet again. Alan. Oh bloody hell. What pit of ugly did you crawl out of? <laughs> is it an outsider fiend elemental fair or celestial? It is not. It is an aberration. Diana, but figure it out. This. That's not gonna work then. Well to hell with you then. Uh we're just gonna do the fire thing. No, we're not gonna do the fire thing. That's uh nine. Nine, Okay, uh, that is exactly what you need to hit. Well done. Yes. Not that that totally gives away the AC, but, you know. 11 points of fire damage and 3 points of reading.
0: Okay, it takes all of those without an issue. On <laughs> um, then
5: to, oh, would you have moved up or was that... That's a range. Okay, yep, no, you're okay then. Uh, Amar. Yeah, I'm not going to get any closer to that thing than I have to.
3: Well, I'm going to run
0: up to it. Okay, Uh, go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. And it is also... Go ahead. That is a four. A four. You take no action, uh, no bonus action, and you use all of your movement in a randomly determined direction. So you end up at one of the far walls. Okay. All right, then. On then two... Reshna, you use your turn to wipe the stuff out of your eyes, or do you make an attack with disadvantage, possibly hitting allies?
2: I'm gonna go for the attack.
0: Okay, uh, you move forward. Give me a Wisdom saving throw, real all quick. All right, all
2: right. That would be a nine.
0: A nine. That is not quite enough. No, you spend your entire turn and you slam into the same wall that Dave just landed to. Yay. Hey,
2: Mark.
0: <laughs> okay, on to then uh, Fenris again. Oh. You are within 20 feet of it, so I need a wisdom
4: saving throw. This may not be good. I did have a question about the spinning globule. Yes. Um, I have danger sense. I have advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects that I can see, such as traps and spells. If I know that that's what's coming, would that apply? Probably, yeah. Okay. So you said wisdom saving throw, yes? Correct. 15? Fifteen, that
0: is enough. Uh, you are unaffected by the gibbering.
4: All right. Oh, that's what it is. That yes. Is. So, um, maintaining round two of my minute worth of rage. Um, I got a 23 and a 17 to hit. Hot diggity. Both of those do hit. D6 plus 5. So, 10 and 6 for 16 total.
0: Okay. As you uh, swipe your claws through it, uh, pieces of this thing are just flying off. Eyeballs on stocks. You rip open a mouth that ends up forming up into two more mouths, and just absolutely disgusting as this is happening. But uh, that is quite effective at starting to dispatch it. It is looking very much the worst for wear. Uh, we are on to Lucian. I need a wisdom saving throw. Eleven. That is enough to pass. Yes, the gibbering, there's some muck in your ears from when you fell prone. Okay. I'm
1: going to disengage.
0: Okay. You disengage as an action. Yeah. And then you run backwards? Yeah. Okay, uh, I need a DC 10 strength save to walk through this muck. No. Okay, your foot is just caught in this goop and you just aren't quite able to get away, so you are still within five feet of that creature. As a bonus
1: action, I'm going to use Hunter's Mark on it.
0: Okay, yes, you tag it with Hunter's Mark. And um, Disengage automatically allows you to move five feet, so you are uh, now five feet away from the creature. It is going to go ahead and attack Fenris up front. Uh Uh, Let me see if it recharges. It does not recharge its globule, so it just makes the one biting attack with a 21 to hit. That will hit. All right. And you take 14 points of piercing damage, and I need a strength saving throw, DC 10.
4: Strength saving throw, DC 10... Uh, that would be a 19.
0: All right, yeah, you know, you are easily uh, able to keep your footing during that event. Alan. Ah!
5: That last roll killed it for me. <laughs> What'd you get? Actually, 5...
0: 11. That is enough to hit it, believe it or not. It wasn't a solid blow, but you still hit it for nine points of damage, one of which is radiant. You can see about 50% of the original eyes and mouths are now laying scattered in goop puddles uh, around this whole area. uh, As you, I'm assuming you used your crossbow with that again? No, it was just another firebolt. Another firebolt, yeah. uh, It ripped off a good chunk of the creature that is now smoldering uh, on the floor in the back. Amar.
3: I'm gonna try and get close to it again. All right, give me the wisdom saving throw. That is a six. That is a six. Mm. Oh, goodness, Amar. It's from all the drugs you did. Yeah, it is. is. It's
4: the drugs.
0: You take off running, and you slam into the corner of the wall right next to the door in which you enter. Hi, Reshna, at least you're not blinded.
2: Yeah, very true. So... How how close do you have to be for the wisdom thing? 20 feet. Okay, yeah. So
0: this room is 20 feet. Now that you are within it, you're kind of stuck here.
2: Okay, so wisdom. That's Mm. nope.
0: All right, make a random attack. Mm. All
2: right, that'd be a 14.
0: A 14. And I'm going to say that you were in that wall. The roper is 15 feet away in the corner, but... Fenris is within your range, as would be Dave still. So, one, two, three, four. That is a one. On. Go ahead and make an attack roll against him. And you rolled a 14 to hit, correct?
2: Yes. Okay, of 19.
0: 19. It does not hit. You are able to just duck out of the way real quick as this glaive just. Right where your neck level was. Partially deflected by the shield. <laughs> exactly. <didn't> watch it. <laughs>
3: exactly. And that's why I
0: don't get
5: up in the middle
0: of things. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is in fact your turn now. All right. I need uh, the
5: wisdom save to start. All right, come on now. Come on now. There'll be a fight we're finish him
4: off. 18 plus 2 for 20.
0: Yeah, you are not paying any attention to these gibbering mouths. Being from the gladiator, you know, being in a gladiator type thing, you're used to the roar of voices and you
4: just tune them out. That, you know, rage. That too, yeah. You're too pissed off to care. Alright, well we'll continue the assault. Two attacks, so an 11 and a 21. Both will make contact. How do you finish this beast off? Uh. Um, so we'll, both attacks, we'll just go ahead and pierce it in with my claws into the center of its chest and just rip outward, trying to flay it from the center across.
0: As you do, yes, it just splits in half and falls into a pile of goop all the way around it and quits twitching and gibbering, which is a welcome reprieve to all of you who have been extremely affected by this, namely, yeah, hope day Virgil. Uh, so that, that definitely clears that up.
4: And let out a primal roar.
5: Rawr. Yes.
4: Just let of a smoke.
5: Was it as good for you as it was for
4: me. Uh, the glory of combat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would you guys like to do now? Search the room real quick or Yes. All right, you guys search the room, and you are able to find a a dried potion. This one, uh, it has flecks of kind of a brownish-orange dust in the bottom of them as you shake it. You aren't really sure what that is. And there's also a stone cylinder you find on the ground about, uh, I'm going to say, a good three feet in length, maybe, uh, at the most
5: slender rod. Can I appraise that? Yeah, go ahead. So normal appraisal plus uh, 17 on my arcana check. Okay, uh, it is extremely
0: valuable and very magical uh, and potent. It is a better-than-average magical rod. This one also seems to do something with spells, empowers spells of some variety. You're just not quite sure what the effect is 100%. You guys can make an arcana check if you would like to try to identify it. Anybody that has Arcana? 18? 18. 18? You're pretty sure that this is a Rod of the Pact Keeper, plus one. So attunement by a warlock and makes their spells more powerful. Higher DC.
5: Ooh. Some of my spells come from the warlock spell list.
0: I will let you use it. It is technically, uh, if you do use Pact Magic, that it was, that is what it is built to do. So while holding this rod, you gain a bonus to spell attack rolls and save DCs uh, to your Warlock spells. Plus one is what is added. In addition, you regain one Warlock spell slot as an action while holding this rod. You can only use this property once per long rest. I'll take it. Okay. Okay. That is where we'll go ahead and end this week. When we pick up next week, we will go ahead and review what level 4 was like and what you're looking forward to with level 8. When we return, we will be at White Plume Mountain, which will be a fun little change of pace. Instead of all these crazy traps, it'll be more riddles and puzzles. I hope you will all join us again next week. (laughs) Thank you, and uh, everybody, if you'd like to say goodbye, say goodbye.
3: Bye.
0: Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week.